Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches. Urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. It's Macy's one-day sale with great deals of the day, like 30 to 50% off boots and shoes she'll love, 50 to 60% off cozy pajamas for the whole family, and 50 to 60% off holiday dining and entertaining essentials. Plus, Star Rewards members earn even faster Dream Star Money bonus days. Going on now at Macy's and Market by Macy's. See macy's.com slash star rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Content for those who use with the proclivity of getting upset by graphic details and swear words. Well, I'd give this podcast a miss. Baton Rouge, Louisiana, the good time down to the south, where all you gotta do is bait your hook and grab a jug of your favorite sipping whiskey. And your week is set. A town where the blues is drifting out every sweaty bar in town. A cum stain on the map with the mighty Mississippi looking at your ball sack. Whose citizens will tell you that almost anything goes. But I guess there's always someone who wants to step over that line. It was in March of 1994. By all accounts, Ann Bryan was a sweet and well-respected old lady. She's a good-looking one in the middle. Nice. That's fucking nice. Spending her whole life in Baton Rouge as a teacher, well-known within her community. Now sitting out her final days in God's waiting room at an exclusive retirement home, waiting for the Reaper. But little did she know he'd be coming sooner than expected. And although with plenty to choose from, I guess it was her time. It was early evening, just after dinner, when a nurse entered Brian's apartment to give her a weekly checkup and a medication. Brian, who would always leave the door unlocked for her, but when the nurse walked in, she was half on the floor, half on the bed, ass-fucking-style. Seen, too, in the most unholiest of ways. This case is from the police files regarding the Baton Rouge necrophiliac, Sean Gillis. Enjoy. If that's the right word. Someone had a taste for the gristle. A proclivity for the smell of ham and those steel wire pussy hairs digging into your face. The ultimate taste tested to a psychopath. And the piggies were perplexed. There was nothing missing from the apartment. 
Was it a geriatric gigolo getting his rocks off? Ending it all by snuffing out a life? By all accounts, the murder was brutal. The old broad had been entertained in every hole that God had given her. And a few new ones, I bet she didn't know she had. Her head had been cut clean off and stabbed over 50 times till she was disemboweled. And that's when the party began. And that party was in her ass. Almost like Satan was on Tinder. When news hit the papers, it seemed like every old broad in town were clutching her pearls. Wondering about her life expectancy being cut short. Your typical old person complaining. I mean, God forbid you lose a couple of years off your life and get your elderly cherry repopped. But as soon as it happened, it stopped happening. Four years passed. The cops figured maybe it was just a one-off. And with ten serial killers in a five-year period in Baton Rouge alone, the crayfish-eating cops had their hands full. Catherine Hall were what considered living on the fringe. That's code word for she sucks cock for 10 bucks and does anal for 35, which is a pretty reasonable price. As for straight sex, I didn't ask. But every night she stepped out on those streets, she was courting the Reaper. She had beautiful legs. It's one thing that I recalled about her. And I wanted to keep those long legs. legs, huh? And use a sharp knife to cut, um, I remember trying to get her arm off. Found early that morning by a squirrel hunter laying next to a dead end sign. She'd been dismembered, her intestines cut out laying on the ground, then fucked after the fact. When Rich Broad, Hardy Smith, went out jogging one early morning, I guess she figured that she was prolonging her life. But she was wrong. Dead wrong. Found a couple of days later, floating ass up amongst the reeds. They figured someone had run over in their car while she was jogging. Came up behind her, put something around her neck to restrain her. Had a tie on her neck or something. What, what, what was that? Green nylon tie lock. A demonstration. Objectification is exactly how I look at it. I called my weapon that sometimes, the objectifier. Because it would turn them from a woman to the object that I would then deal with. And as she lay in the trunk, injured and stunned from getting hit by the car, he took her for a drive an hour away and finished the job. Fucking her and killing her. And not in that order. But not before gutting her like a fish. A fish who liked to jog. She was doing something stupid, jogging by herself in the mornings, great distances from her house. I'd seen her dozens of times before. And usually just, huh? This time the monster couldn't just wait. This time she wasn't going home. By all accounts, Sean Gillis had a messed up childhood. Born and raised in Baton Rouge. There was nothing stand out about the kid. He didn't play sports. He weren't good at much. I guess he was what you would call a geek, a nerd. A good for nothing fucking loser. When he was five years old, when his mom was coming home from work, his father got into a fight with her and high on drugs, grabbed Sean and held a gun to his head and threatened to kill both him and his mother. And although the father was removed from the house, he would continue to have an on-and-off tumultuous relationship with his son, culminating when Sean 
Front pictures a naked man in his dad's dresser drawer. I'm finding out he were a homo. You no good fucking fat. Hey, 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 this is a family show. Gillis got addicted to porn at a young age. His preference being snuff films, getting turned on by the dead, road accidents and whatnot. What about funeral homes? Uh, funeral homes? This will go back to the childhood. I spent a lot of time at my grandmother at a funeral home right across the street. And me and my cousin, I mean, we would do morbid things like sleep in the coffins. A lot of people can't believe that, but... Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays, they can do stitches. Urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. Decomposed body of an unidentified African American woman was found off Clydeport Hudson Road. Authorities believe she was suffocated. Prostitute Joyce Williams liked sucking on more than just the cock. She'd grown a fondness to sucking on the crack pipe. But when you take the devil inside of your mouth, don't be surprised when he blows his load. When the kid was out playing in the forest, he found some bones with a wig attached to it. He went and told his dad. And his daddy scolded him for telling tales until he went out and had a look himself. Finding her partially decomposed body a meal to the maggots. And if I want a mess, we'll certainly do until one got there. The killer would cut off her hands, her breasts, it says, even a pussy. What sort of madman cuts out a woman's pussy? But he wasn't all bad, and he was kind enough to leave something behind, a pube with its bulb still attached to it, leaving it in her mouth. And now they had the sick fuck's DNA. And although the eggheads found what kind of DNA it was, it didn't match anybody in the police's database. But now they knew that their killer was not infallible. And all I had to do was sit and wait for him to slip up. But how many bodies were gonna end up on the slab until that time happened? I guess it's safe to say the John Gillis, well, he was your average type of guy. Living with his mother until he was 29 years old. When she packed up her bags, left him the house, and went to pursue her career. Which I'm guessing is as a male impersonator, because that is one fucking butch-looking woman. I sincerely hope that I haven't offended my many trans fans. But it seems me and Gillis, well, we didn't agree on that fact. Did you ever think about having sex with her? Yes, of course. She's not an unattractive woman, not an unattractive woman, but you see her in the now. I would thought if she passed away, y'all would find me in bed with Okay, perhaps I've judged her too harshly and I gotta take a look at her again here. Okay, I've seen enough. She still looks like an ugly butch. Ooh, now 
doggy. <laughs> Johnny Mae Williams was your typical hard luck story. A good girl gone bad. Really bad. Started smoking rock with a boyfriend. And eventually, her odd jobs cleaning weren't enough to buy that rock. So she had to hit the streets. That pussy hers started printing money. None of Johnny May's many acquaintances could remember when they last saw her alive. But all of them remember seeing her being yanked out of a ditch on the 6 o'clock news. A meal to the maggots. Cars in one hell of a stank. Who tragically became worth more to people dead than alive. Because it was at Johnny May's crime scene that the cops found their first major clue. Tire tracks. And when they did a check, the tires were rare. Only 200 in the area. And the net was closing in. Donna Johnston's three kids were used to her disappearing at night. And them having to fend for themselves. And I guess in the end, she had to do what she had to do. But Donna was the end of the line for the necrophiliac killer. Do you remember her saying anything to you during this fight? Like, uh, there wasn't a lot of no more, you know, why you doing that? And I really didn't have an answer for her other than, you know, I'm killing you. Pretty much brought her, brought her back home from there to my house. I held her up, bathed her, held her to me, you know. Bathed the soap on her and stuff too? Yeah, 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 I mean, we were taking a shower, you know. Yes. About 7.40, two residents from this area were walking, looking for their dog. Uh, they stopped at this bridge and observed what appeared to be a white female. Now the crayfish-eating cops realized, with the significant amount of post-mortem cutting and fucking, that that madman wasn't going to stop until he was caught. He even cut out her butterfly tattoo. Because he had a taste for it. Because besides finding jizz in Donna's ass, they found skin underneath her fingernails. I know right from wrong as well as you do. I know you do. But there are certain times when it fuzzes out. And it's really not that I don't know it anymore. It's like, it doesn't matter anymore. Now the cops are taking the DNA of every one of those rare 200 tire owners and the net was closing in tighter. Living in his mother's house unemployed, he moved in his girlfriend, who was a cashier at a gas station working nights, which suited him perfectly, because it freed up his schedule to do what he had to do. And I guess she'd had enough bad boys that she was now looking for a harmless loser who wouldn't get in trouble. But little did she know that what he had to do was bringing dead women back to the house that they shared together, sometimes fucking them in that bed. And then cutting them up in different parts of the house, including the kitchen. And then sometimes picking her up from work when there was a body still in the back trunk. I mean, if you can't trust a murdering ass fucking necrophiliac, <laughs> who can you trust? When cops went through the owners of each of those tires, they finally came to Sean Gillis. And he looked as guilty as a retard with icing on his boner next to a birthday cake with a hole in it. We're talking because you had some tire tracks that possibly came from my car there. And from those tracks, it appears she was unloaded from that vehicle and from that canal. 
She was not unloaded from my vehicle. And even when Cobbs found blood in the front seat of his car, he blamed his girlfriend's period. Yeah, period. And it just so... I mean, it's like I said, it looked like a massacre in the front seat. It's, it's beyond my control at the moment. I'm a homicidal maniac. I don't mean to be. Smoke is rising out my lungs with all the words I never met. Gillis eventually admitted to killing eight women. I've had enough for feeling like I'm drinking from the devil's car, the devil's car. And he also admitted to eating several of their nipples, saying that they were good for cereal toppings, which I can neither confirm or deny as I have not tried it. Teachers say that as a kid, Sean was perfectly behaved. Although it's interesting to note they say that his parents didn't show up at one parent-teacher meeting. Not a single one. Police figured that Gillis got away with it for so long for one simple reason. He was a loser. Invisible. You wouldn't notice him if he was standing next to you. He'd admitted that he'd wanted to kill since he was 11 years old. On the subject of prison, he said the worst part of it was that he couldn't watch his beloved Star Trek. To this very day, his former girlfriend finds it hard to believe that Sean had been a killer. When police asked him why he didn't stop even though he knew they were moving in on him, he said the reason was simple. Because he was enjoying himself too much. All of Sean Gillis's victims were petite and vulnerable women, considered by many the dregs of society. Sean Gillis was arrested and charged April 19th, 2004. This has been a Dead Buck Joint. If you like the music from this episode, you can download it by joining the Legion on patreon.com forward slash deadbug. As a member, you get exclusive shows, content that's been banned off of YouTube, access to Legion community, Whatever else you want, as long as it don't mean me having to sleep with you. Well, unless you're hard, and then I'll do that for free. Join the Legion by going to patreon.com forward slash deathbug. Tired of long waits and rushed care at the ER and urgent care clinic? Next time, stay home and let Dispatch Health bring the power of the hospital to you. I call Dispatch Health. A care team of medical professionals actually come to your house. They're the same caliber of people that you would see if you were at a hospital or an urgent care. Dispatch Health can treat most non-life-threatening emergencies. They can do the x-rays. They can do stitches. Urinary tract infections, blood tests, urinalysis, ultrasound. It's almost everything that they can do at the ER. You never feel rushed. They're there for you and only you. I felt like their only patient. And it costs no more than a trip to urgent care because Dispatch Health is covered by most insurance, including Medicare. See if we serve your home at DispatchHealth.com. Dispatch Health really went above and beyond. It's wonderful to have care come to your home. House calls are back, and they're better than ever. Learn more at DispatchHealth.com. Success.